Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Who is my neighbor? You know, on the 6.30 and 8.30 Mass during the week, we've talked to several times this year about the questions that are asked of Jesus. And John Deere, in his book, The Questions of Jesus, I guess he counted them up. He took all the four Gospels and counted up how many questions did people ask Jesus. The number he got was 183. Jesus asks others 307 questions, but he was asked 183. And Father Deere says, out of those 183, there are only three times that Jesus gave a direct answer. You know, a lot of times people say, Jesus is the answer. Well, it's, it's not just like simple, like, well, here's what you got to do. What Jesus did, he does, it, he does both uh, things in this question. First thing he does when he asks the question, did you hear it? He asks the question back. And then after the guy gives an answer, he liked that answer, then the guy asks another question, who is my neighbor? And often when people ask Jesus questions, he told them stories. And the reason he doesn't give direct answers, I believe, and Father Deer talks about this in his book, is if Jesus just gave us answers, we'd say, okay, and then we'd go on, and nothing would really change. He wanted an answering person. He wanted us, when we asked questions, that, to like make us think and make us reflect and make us change our lives. He was always interested in changing hearts. And by not answering questions directly, he was able to pull people into the question so that they could be pulled into the answer. So here's this great story. If Jesus had just given a one-line answer to who is my neighbor, there wouldn't be hospitals named after his answer, like Good Samaritan. People know this story who aren't even Christian. And even if you're the most nominal of Christians, you probably have heard this story. This road from Jerusalem to Jericho is a real road. I've been on it. It's a dangerous road. They're like little hills. You can see the hills going on for, out into the horizon. And the robbers could be right over the brow of the hill, down low, and they can watch the road to see who's coming down. It was easy to ambush them. And that's what happens to this one man. So first the priest comes. It would be like, the story should almost be over here, right? The priest comes, obviously he's going to help. He goes by on the opposite side. Now people think about the motive. Why would the priest do that? Why would he not help a guy right in need? The motive that many people point to is that he may have thought, maybe he's dead. If I touch a dead person as a priest, I'm unclean for seven days, ritually unclean. His understanding of what religion was all about, and Jesus talks about this in many places in the gospel, is mixed up. He's going to put a rule about being unclean over the possibility of helping someone, but he walks by. The next one to walk by is a Levite. This is in Jerusalem on the way to Jericho. Most likely this is also a Levite who's laying on the ground injured and beaten up. He doesn't go over. He also goes by on the opposite side. What's the motive here? 
Some people guess those robbers often use a wounded man as a decoy. If I stop and help him, I become very vulnerable. And so maybe he said, it's too risky to try to help. This is too dangerous. I got to just keep moving here. So what's interesting is both of these likely saw the man. Maybe they even felt bad for him, but they did not change what was going on. They kept on their own road. And finally, and this is the big twist, this would have bristled. The people who heard this story, this would have bristled them. A Samaritan. The Jewish people at that time did not look kindly on the Samaritans. There was, they didn't believe that they were orthodox. They didn't believe that they were like us. This goes on all the time. Just happens right here today. We put the different names on it. It's the same thing going on today. The Samaritan goes over and to impress his listeners on the depth of compassion of this man, he not only stops, he puts oil on, he puts the man on his own animal, he goes to the inn, doesn't drop him off, he stays with him to care for him, and when he leaves, he says, if there's anything else that you need, I'll pay you back on the way back. That's how deep his compassion was. But for Jesus, it's not compassion not just feeling bad. The compassion is what he did, what he was willing to do, even over at risks, even over animosities that are part of the structure of the society that he lived in at the time. You know, the lawyer, when he asked the question, who is my neighbor? He was said to justify himself. He was looking for the limit. If Jesus would tell me, only those who are faithful to God are your neighbor. He would say, wow, great. I know exactly now who I have to do this with. Jesus said something revolutionary. It's revolutionary then, and it's still revolutionary today. He said, in effect, everyone is your neighbor. Even your enemies are still your neighbor it might not be easy to be neighborly with an enemy, but they're your neighbor. I heard once on the radio, it was on NPR, for the first 25,000 years, human beings did not live together in villages or towns. They lived in very small family groups. And they wondered why it was so much easier to survive if they had banded together. And the reason they did not band together, they stayed in these really small groups, is because human beings in the very beginning were so violent. They were homicidal. They could not live together. Now we could say not too much has changed. It's still there. But we do live in towns and villages now. We've made some progress. I sometimes wonder if we're in the next 25,000 years where we're trying to live together and we're still having troubles with it. And maybe a time will come, and that's what Jesus is looking at, what could be. He has hope and what can happen with the grace of God, with the gift of his redemption. It's a long road there. So who is your neighbor? You know what I'd like to end up on this little reflection? Maybe a way to think about this, and I've heard lots of people tell these stories. Who has been that good Samaritan for you in your life? Someone 
you least expected that was there for you. That's a way to get into this message. Because if someone did it for you, Jesus is asking us, can you be that kind of neighbor to someone else? The scholar gets it. When Jesus asks, which of the three, the one who showed him mercy? If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.